Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, dear Inside Center News podcast listeners. <clears throat> I'm Ori, your host, as you already know. And today, um, the podcast segment today will be on Dakar era. So, recently, lately, you know, the Dakar has been in the news. And um, so, today, I thought uh, just about making this podcast segment just to invite uh, uh, people who are not familiar with what the Dakar really means. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. So, the ADL.org defines Dakar, uh, the Dakar Act, you know, the Dream Act, actually, let me see. No, that's not the Dakar. I was reading the Dream Act because I don't think it's the Dream Act. So, let's just get to wikipedia.com and try to see how they define Dakar. So on wikipedia uh, they define Dakar as the deferred action for childhood arrivals you know in all worlds so in both worlds and it's an American immigration policy that allows some individuals who were brought to the United States illegally as children to receive a renewable two-year period of deferred action from the deportation and become eligible for work permit in the U.S. And it was signed uh, in June 15th, 2000. 12 so that's three years ago and it was repealed um, as most of you know in January of 2018 this year just a few months ago six months ago to be exact wait, to be exact um, so today I'll be sharing uh, my take on the Dakar so stay tuned and i'll be sharing with you in the next podcast segment because this is the um part one so i'll catch up with you in part two welcome 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 to Inside Center News Podcast. Welcome, dear listeners. I'm Ori, as you already know, and I'm the host of this podcast. Welcome to this part two of the podcast segment, you know, on Dakar era. And uh, it's the part, part two, and... The name of this podcast segment, uh, if you haven't heard the part one, is 
Dakar era, the hopes and challenge of the American neighbors, of our American neighbors. So, in this part two, I'll be uh, sharing uh, my story as an immigrant because I So I'll be sharing my story and what I've experienced as uh, an immigrant. You know what America, you know, when I came to this land, uh, was like. You know. So and at the same time, I will try to uh, share. Um, how I feel uh, on the Dhaka, you know, era. So without further ado, let's get right to it. I came in America a few years ago, you know. Uh, so, and I was born and raised in a small Central East Africa, you know. Yeah, it's a country has been involved for over two centuries, you know, so basically growing up, you know, I always felt, taught, and envisioned the future of my own country, and not because, you know, I wanted to go and try to, you know, embrace another culture, you know, I mean, I don't have any issue embracing another culture, but, you know, the idea was to be safe, first of all, you know, you cannot achieve anything without being safe, you know, on earth, so, and my concern, my hope was always trying to find a country where Every day I wake up, I won't hear bullets flying in the air. I won't see, see grenades on TV being thrown around. You know, uh, I won't hear news from January to December, from Monday to Friday. You know, you know, every single day hearing people being killed, being you know shot, being jailed. You know. All this violence, you know, it, it does really, you know, you know, create an amount of fears, you know, that only God can describe it, you know. So when I came in America, you know, obviously I had hope. I had hope of not having to see the same violence, you know, I grew up seeing around, you know, in my home country, so, and when I came in America, and I can tell you uh, sincerely that the first in America, you know, the three, the first three months in America, you know, I had nightmares, constant nightmares, you know, 
because um, at a time you know I was living near uh, uh, a baseball stadium and I still live near uh, a baseball stadium just two three four blocks from the place I, I first stay when I came in America you know so it was a baseball stadium and so I mean I wasn't staying at baseball stadium but I was living near close to the baseball stadium so and you already know when you're talking about stadium any sort of stadium there is gonna be fireworks. People will enjoy seeing the fireworks at the end of the game or middle of the game. It's gonna happen because they will derive fireworks, you know, being launched, you know, from the ground, you know. Uh, so. I remember like it was yesterday I was sleeping you know in the bedroom I was sleeping I was still awake I was you know just trying to you know find some sleep and I finally fell asleep but I wasn't really that deep sleeping you know and they launched fireworks two fireworks they launched two fireworks. One first, you know, made the noise, you know, big noise, you know, and the other one, they launch after like probably two seconds. And I remember waking up and shaking, shaking as someone was gonna hurt me, as someone was gonna take my life away you know and I remember the person I was living with was a friend and he was just coming changing he was trying to go out you know having few drinks with other friends so and he saw me sweating and he said hey Ori what's up What's going on? You know, swing too much. I mean, I know it's hot, but this bedroom is not, you know, not that hot. And you know, why swing? You know, what's going on? Are you sick? You know, you know, you want to sleep a few hours ago, a few minutes ago. And what happened was, you know, and I calm myself because. I felt like, you know, I couldn't talk. Not because I didn't want to respond, but because I was still in shock that, you know, what was going that time in my mind, what was going at that time in my mind was, uh, when I heard the fireworks, instantly in my mind, it was the sound of the bullet flying there like 
the time I was still living, like the years that I was still living, you know, in my country, my home country, Colombia, which I really deal, dearly love, and I really love Colombia, despite the violence, you know, the injustice, the war that still going on. So, so I explained to him, I said, I play with boys. stop there because few months few months after that did happen again but you know with the time um, I got used to the idea I got used to the idea of fireworks I mean that comes to you know we did have some fireworks but it's not like here you know fireworks back home it really takes millions you know business you know folks, you know, who really do have a lot of money to launch them, you know, it, it cost really a fortune to, you know, even buy them, you know, so it was like probably once a year, you know, or twice a year, so it was very, 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 very rare and possibly, you know, some, uh, some people back home who really never, you know, experienced, who never really watched closely files being launched or even you know when they're sleeping in their house seeing the files being being in the air you know splashing in the air so and uh recently you know and, and I know, I'm gonna just add to the uh, to this what I was talking what I was sharing with you guys to my personal story uh before I end this part I'm gonna just add little I was talking with um, a pastor you know, that goes to the same church I go, and uh, well, he's not a pastor at the church I go, but he used to be a pastor, and I think it was in Massachusetts. Uh, so, because he used to reside in Massachusetts, that's where he's from. So, pastor was sharing uh, with me, you know, actually two weeks ago. Uh, had an event I was attending with him, you know, a volunteer event I was attending with him. Um, so, and he did share with me about uh, a concern that he had with uh, uh, another fellow church member. You know, it's a woman, she from a DRC, you know, Congo DRC. It's in um, Central Africa, so yeah, I think it's Central Africa, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, and she had the same experience that I had recently. It's not that long ago because she's new in America, so and when he did 
share his concern how he was asking me how I could I mean how he as a pastor and as a human being he could help um, this sister and so so I share my I did share my story I just you know told him everything about my experiences um, America one of the you know troubling experiences that had in America you know when I came into this country so that was my experiences and um, so is Congo DRC it's not Congo yeah. most people know Congo okay so to move on my take as an immigrant as a human being as a, an immigrant you know as a human being is that you know the darker recipients are really probably the youngest immigrant that America has ever had, you know, because we're talking about people who are under 31, 21, 18, 16, 15, 14, 12, 10, 5, 4, 2, 1, is up. So we're talking about even toddlers. Today, actually on yesterday, was reporting that there was a Torah, a non-mouth years old being separated from you know I, I believe it was she uh, I think it was she from her mother it, it, it's crazy guys it's crazy you know we're talking about a young Torah you know, she barely can, you know, walk, you know, barely can speak. So, my take is that, you know, before I jump into I was watching a, a small documentary by Mick, Mike, Mike, uh, as a, Mike as a news magazine, you know, and they did really uh, produce an amazing small documentary on uh, the history of America uh, separating, you know, parents and children uh, when it comes to indigenous, African people, slave, you know. You know, and uh, Japanese, Japanese back uh, to the beginning of the World War Two. So it's very disturbing 
documentary but you know it's a must watch if you really want to know more about America you know wrongdoings you know from the past because it's a wrongdoing you know no one should embrace that you know this is uh, evilness you know let's just call it the way it is you know there is no justification to separate children you know if you don't want people then you don't want people but when you decide to take people in and later on you try to separate you know these parents young parents because I, I imagine you know these are young parents uh, from their young parents young children who most are younger than 15 16 it's this is goes too far this is something that goes too far you know we cannot do that as a country because you know I hear every day that America was you know and I read every day that America was despite the slavery the genocide on the genus the concentration camp uh, Japanese you know the America was created you know Christian values that was built, built, you know, Christian values. So if that is the case, then it's time for her to practice what she preached, what she preached, you know, because this is not a democratic, you know, the dams, you know, thing. This is not a damn thing. This is not. I mean, Dems thing, not them thing. I mean, the Dems, the Democratic Party thing. This is not Republican Party thing. This is a human thing. This is a matter of kindness and compassion. You know, if America really was created on Christian values, you know, I know she has. You know, a lot of demons in her that she's trying to kill, she's trying to really bury. But this is one of the times that she needs to step up. That she has to step up to really prove that she's who she really is. You know, families are coming to this country because they don't have hope. They don't see all back where they came from. All these undocumented immigrants, they don't see hopes. They don't see, you know, peace. They don't see a future for their families. They never get a chance to go to this beautiful college or to have all these officers doing, you know, some policy in the neighborhood you know all these young parents I'm talking about the parents of these uh, undocumented children so we're basically coming to America it's a life and death trip they take you know 
choice they make. They don't see the future for their children. They tell them to themselves, you know, hey, you know, I may have been this, may have been, may have done like this, but my children deserve better. So I am gonna cross the border. I don't have the financial means to make sure you're saying this. I don't have what it takes, what I ask. I'm not justifying that crossing the border is the right thing, but hey, you know, if it's not actually the right thing, but hey, you know, they don't have other choices. America, you know, she said, you know, hey, you know, what's going on to the country? You know, we've been giving them billions and billions, millions and millions, a hundred millions and a hundred millions, but they're not doing nothing. They're rapists. No, they're not. What you're talking about, it's horrifying events around the country, you know, the may, the, actually they did happen, let me just correct myself here, they did happen, but they were done by the same gang members that are terrorizing their countries, they're terrorizing their regions, terrorizing their neighborhoods, their neighborhoods, their house, their churches. You know, so America can do better. This is one of the times, this is one of the historic moments that she can pre actually practice what she preaches. You know, there's a video I came across two days ago, and it was Wednesday, I believe. Uh, early in the morning, you know, I was still awake, I was Instagram, you know, you know, just, you know, trying to kill the time, and so, and it was published by Beast, it's a news magazine, I think probably out of LA, out of Los Angeles, I'm not quite sure, but you know, I think you can Google that. Don't call me. Uh, don't cook this. Yeah, don't take my word for it, basically. Um, and there's this young lady, I think her name is. I'm gonna have to check. But basically, what this lady uh, did, I think she's still in high school. Her name is. Uh, Florence. Yeah, Florence. And uh, so it's Florence. She's a 70 year old. Um, so she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. So she went out to help with the farm workers. In America, in the land of Uncle Sam, are Latino undocumented immigrants 
So, we're really doing it that kind of You know, on the financial side, we do need that kind We need that kind because if you're gonna have the 70% undocumented immigrant, we call it, well, if you deport their parents, the children gonna be the part too. So who's gonna be a father? You know, because I can tell you, in America, white American will do it, black American will do it, Asian American will do it. So who's gonna do it? So basically, you have America. She's saying, you know, she'll be saying, you know, if she does really. Well, repeal completely the DACA because you know there's this game she's trying to play. You know, she just say one day, you know, she's gonna try to fix this, and the other day she, she won't do it because these particular folks and these particular folks are trying to come up with some consensus, some political. Con- Sanchez will basically should be looking is the demise of the American fast food industries. You know, America will be saying bye to McDonald's, McDee's, Burger King, Denny's, this is, you know, the danger America is facing here, you know, because McDonald's, Denny's, Burger King, you know, KFC, Kentucky French fries, they all depend on the potatoes, you know, they all depend on fruits, tomatoes, so, America really may be heading to a hall if she really you know, doesn't practice what she preach. You know, DACA is, you know, something that does really hold the American market afloat. Guys, yeah, that was it. That was it. I'm gonna put an end to this podcast segment. That was the part two. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to my podcast. And you can share podcasts on different social media platforms. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Anchor Podcast, you know, CastBox, 
Red Republic, and many, many, many more. I'm Ori, I am your host, and if you guys love to hear more of Montaka, you can email me, you know, it's my email is available, you know, you can feel free to share your thoughts, you know, you can email some email me some subject you like you would love to hear me talking about sharing my you know thoughts you know on it um so yeah yeah this would be amazing you know and you know you can email me at ori which is my first name a u r y y so it's a u r and y so followed by my last name s a b u s h i m i k e dot mail dot com thank you for tuning in and I'll see you in the next podcast segment. And I'm signing out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.